We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's three guys who combined to play 15 seasons in the National Football League trenches. Well, two guys. And Mackey, who didn't do sh- he just, he just sits there and looks pretty. This is the O-Line Committee. I love when we get feisty Boone, man. <laughs> when we get feisty Boone. No, I've been <laughs> He's just sweating. Just sweating. Just, just love Costco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, was the big, what was the big Costco purchase today? What was, the, what was your favorite purchase at Costco today? Today? Um, dude, Costco's, they got some stuff. Trying to think, they got these new uh, Jiffy peanut butter bars. Had to get them for sure. Wait, Jiffy uh, makes a peanut butter bar? Bro, cannot Just wait to try it. Protein yeah. blast. A lot of stuff, man. It was hot in there today too. A lot of old people killing it. <laughs> get get out of the way. It is <laughs> noon on a Wednesday, so <laughs> it was and it was nine thirty. Oh my god! Anyway, it is okay. So doesn't anyone work around high. here? Yeah, we got. It's great to. Have, it's great to have Jay back from the wilderness. By the way, so hello, Jeremiah. How was it back here? It's, it's it was so Bills shirt. No, today. no, we didn't get anything. Unfortunately, we were in the elk every day, bugling, running around, chasing. I was hiking like eight, ten miles a day. Um, it was a ton of fun. I loved it. But when you're shooting with a stick and string, you got to get them a lot closer than you could with a rifle. If I had a rifle, I could have shot an elk every day. But I mean, 80, 80, 70 yards, and I mean, you can take those shots with a bow, but the margin for error is so small. So, oh, so small. Hey, when you're up there, what's it like not having any reception? It's like, the do best. you feel free? So free. Because it's so not like – because, you know, like when you're somewhere and you're like, ah, I might oh, – shoot, I might have missed a call. Or like you just can't get calls. Like yeah. it's like you're not worried about missing anything because you're like, well, I wouldn't know anyways. Right? Like <laughs> my phone never left my truck. I brought my phone with me a couple times up the hill because I knew if I hiked up to this one meadow that's like 10,000 feet, I could get some service. So I could like shoot some texts off, but then it was always like, as soon as you got some service, your phone was like, just emails, texts. This one's like, nope, no, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna hike back. Does down that now. not give you any any anxiety at all for like the first couple of days? I feel like if I go, I mean, if I go to like the grocery store for an hour and forget my phone, I'm like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Like, no, not at all. It's so refreshing, Mackie. Like sure. I came back from that trip like super refreshed, ready to get back into the swing of things. Like after a while, you you miss getting like what's going on in the world and every time i leave too, the vikings always do something stupid like <sighs> lose to the chargers trade for cam <sighm> Akers, pay dalton reisner dude, a bunch cam of money a- cam Akers hey, was five i'm not the only one 40 yards pay dalton reisner a bunch of money and then not play him like i, I don't know there's just so much going on where hey, it's like oh, oh i missed that to be fair you did miss a lot because you called me the first time. You're like, hey, what the hell's going on? And I'm like, dude, I forgot you haven't been here for five days. You will not understand what is going Like, It just won't make sense to you right now. I, what did I tell you? Did I tell you Miami won by you – oh, you text me. You were like, I don't know anything, but Miami won by 50. That's all I know. And yeah. I was like, even in the middle of fucking nowhere, they're going to tell you, hey, just well, Miami in, won by 50? I was, in, I was in Colorado, and we like ran down into town at the local gas station to like grab something. And someone oh, was like, was- gosh, Broncos get 70 hung on them. And I was like, burp. Say that one more time, please. <laughs> the guy's on his banjo and his yeah. rocking chair. Right? <laughs> <laughs> see them, them dolphins? That's pretty much. I was in the them? middle of nowhere, dude. <laughs> nowhere. It was awesome. Where did you guys? Okay, one more dumb uh, wilderness question. Did you guys like camp? Where did you? Where did you sleep? No, Some so like, cabin in the woods. There's a cabin. There's a cabin there. It has no power, but it has gas. So like, you have a stove that you can run gas off of. 
and then you have like the lanterns that like you just light up at night. So Gross. it was a cabin, but no electricity, none of that. What was and the bathroom situation? There was running water. They have they have a well water, so there was one bathroom that you got to use, and then there was also I mean, but I like to shit outside. Like there's the dude. My dad has the greatest line of the weekend. He goes, he went outside in the middle of the night to take a piss, and he comes back in. He goes, huh? He goes, boys. It's not enough days in the year to piss under the stars. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, he's yeah. got a great point. He said piss though. Oh, he said piss. But Wait, dude, so, I, have so you guys, you, did, you you took a you took a dump under the stars? Is that what you're saying? I did under the stars, but also like just up on the hill, find yourself a nice log to lean up to. It's f- super free. Little super Orion's free. Belt above you. Nothing. Speak, nothing more hold on. Have any of you guys seen Starlink go across the sky? No, dude, no. it's like 15 satellites long in a line and it just slowly goes over the top of you it came over us every night at eight o'clock it's ter- it's terrifying wow like you you just stood there and watched this string of satellites in a straight line just fly right over the top of you like 15 long it takes like six minutes to get all the way over the top of you slightly terrifying that. slightly no, terrifying wow and so instead of like going on and playing immaculate grid or solitaire on your phone or checking twitter or something it's a perfect six six minutes of satellites going yeah. by while you're you count how many satellites are shooting stars satellites in a low satellites yeah nothing Amazing. better it's freeing you should try it sometime not in the so, city but you should try it sometime should, well i've seen that before definitely not I was in like, i've seen it in a, i've seen it in la not as quite freeing when you're doing it in front of a restaurant you're yeah. like mm, i've been in seattle for two years definitely saw that a couple times and i, I love, love seattle yeah but. We do love Seattle, but hey, I love how you Paul Revere it too. You're like a couple lanterns, me and my dad just yeah. chilling. Nothing, best. huh? You're it's just old school. Old school, man. Yeah. Seven days a year, I get it. Seven days a year. Not what did time. you guys like do for fun? Uh, so it's dark. You got lanterns. You guys like playing. I'm envisioning you guys like Rocky Four playing chess against each other with you, you you play know, like cards. a record playing in the back. You play cards. Ooh. Play cards. Just you and your dad. No, I had two other buddies from uh, Nebraska that came with me that are like uh, my white tail, my white tail hunting buddies out here. But, like, you don't get off the mountain until, like, 9 o'clock. You cook up some dinner real quick, play a couple cards, tell old stories, and then go to bed because you're waking up at 4.30 every morning to hike back up the hills. So, I mean, naps in the during the day because there's nothing else to do. Take some naps. I played. I downloaded uh, Wordscapes, that, like, crossword game on your phone that you don't need data for where you, like, have to guess words. I got to level, like, 680 on it or something like that. So, just... Yeah, just- just, just taking unplugged. a dump under the stars and playing a wordscape. Hey, don't, don't worry about us, dude. Right? Yeah. Don't, don't knock until you us. try it. We're just here keeping the uh, the empire alive here on O-Line. We're trying. We're trying. You're almost a 10K, boys. Almost a 10K. Almost to 10,000 YouTube subscribers. If you're new to the show, this is an offensive line lifestyle podcast. Jeremiah Searles, Alex Boone, Phil Mackey. Uh, click that subscribe button on the YouTube channel and the like button. And on the audio side, if you could give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, you can help us keep growing this thing. And we have a new segment alert, gentlemen. A new segment alert here on the podcast. Get ready for who's the mic. Mm. So every single week, we're going to identify, right? Who's the mic? Identify things or people that are on our mind around the National Football League. So, for instance, and this might just be a segue for Jay based on his text messages. (laughs) You might start the segment here by saying, all right, who's the mic? Who's the mic? Taylor Swift is the mic. Gosh, dude. And then we go from there, dude, right? Yeah. Or Booney, like, you, like right before we crack Oh, no, the I got a better one. I got a better one. I got you, a better start one. you start us Booney, off. You start go us off. Go for it, Alex. Who's dude, the mic? My mic, my mic, the mic is Aaron Rodgers because the fact that he's already walking, I'm telling you, there's something up with him and his shamans, dude. I'm just <laughs> – I'm warning you. I believed in the shaman power when I played. It was I was all about it. The minute I saw him out there just kind of casually walking around with those crutches, I was like – Holy shit! Don't say it's come back, dude. I'm telling you, he might. He's literally he might. he's talking about. A, we'll not see where it's you. at in a couple months. Is no, what yes. a couple it's months. Not a thing. Stop, Jay. There's things beyond your power that you just <laughs> well, sometimes not. haven't walked into that I may so, be upset with. So you're gonna you're, like, you're gonna tell me that Aaron Rodgers is a superhuman? I'm telling you that there's things out there that you don't know about yet. Like I can tell you for a fact that the NFLPA has a bridge system that they built through Harvard that they paid a hundred million dollars for to build, have this doctor build a bridge that would connect ACLs faster. Not only did it work, they re- they replaced a guy's ACL. He climbed Mount Kilimanjaro three weeks later. I'm not even kidding you. There's shit out there that nobody knows about. I'm telling you right now, the fact that he's out here talking shit, you better watch out. Cause in a month that dude's going to be like, yo, Snap me the ball. I ain't gonna drop it. <laughs> no, they might be two. They Let's might be go! two and eight. They might be two and eight. At Who that cares, point, dude? But... Call it a comeback. Let's go. No, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. 
So you don't think you don't think Jay that he can come back this year? No, dude. He he, tore so his you're, you're, Achilles. You're supposed to be in a walking boot for like the first two months. Listen, listen, for him, listen, it was like listen. Five days of walking boot for him. Listen, there's a big difference. Big difference of like, oh, I'm gonna be walking around and I can do it and playing a game in the National Football League. There's a huge difference. Look at what? What about the Bengals? What about the Bengals? He's not gonna move from this spot right here. Y'all got it? He's not gonna move from this spot. I mean, the argument would be it's not working all that well for the Bengals. Yeah. The, the the one in three Bengals, yeah, good argument there, Boone. Yeah, let's bring Aaron Rodgers back so we can stand there like a statue behind an offensive line that's sub. Come on, let's go, dude. I am no. anything that's going to bring okay. that AFC East back up. I am all about it. Would you rather have? Okay, would you rather have Zach? And we'll do it. We'll do a breakdown of Zach Wilson, the best game of his career. We'll do a film review. Of He's that. back. You guys He's so it, right? back. Would you rather ride Zach Wilson for the next, <laughs> let's say, the rest of the season, or get Aaron Rodgers back? Six months premature from the normal Achilles uh, recovery timeline. I would Zach, chance. Zach Wilson. Dude, this defense. Dude, this defense is so badass. I would. Zach. I would be like, guys, we're doing whatever we can do to get the dubs on the board. Okay. Just, no, see, you're, a, you're just too asinine. negative right now. That's see, asinine. Where, where is he when I need want? him? What would Somebody, the locker room want? Oh, the locker room would be like, hey, hey Ron, you ready? You ready? I think, I think booty's right. We're not going to get you touched. <laughs> we're not going to get you touched. Right. We'll see. Yeah. Right. We'll see guys Achilles explode for two times in one year for the first time ever. Go ahead and march his ass back out there. Dude's willing to do it. That's what I love even more. He is like, I'm back. I'm like, oh, finally somebody on my vibe. I get this. Like he's just ready to go. Booney, so, would you would you tear your Achilles as an experiment for the show just to see if you can mirror the timeline? Would you no. do that for the show here? We can document no. it on YouTube. Dude, I'm already so broken. I got up today, my back hurts so bad. <laughs> I think I re- you blew it out again. I mean, it's so painful. My legs are tingling a little bit through Costco. It hurt. <laughs> Fit right in with the old, the old shuffle ladies in Costco. Oh, Who's the mic? I almost hit so many ladies. The mic this week is an unfortunate mic. It's the worst Here mic ever imagined. It's Taylor Swift. The fact that the NFL has sold their soul to Taylor Swift is it's sad. It's sad that I had to watch Chris Collinworth keep putting it in his pants over and over and over again <laughs> as they kept panning to Taylor Swift. He's like, oh, me and, me and so-so here were just getting our Taylor Swift stuff ready because we thought this would be a blowout. And the fact that Isaiah Pacheco has a beautiful touchdown run, nice blocking scheme, everything's great. They show him do his little dance. Where's the first thing we go? Bang. Taylor Swift and her lackeys, Blake Lively, Hugh Jackman <laughs> up there, just dancing around, jumping around like – and then it's like, okay, yeah, there's Taylor Swift in the house, and then cut immediately to like the Eras Tour movie. It's like, come on, like, are we really selling out this bad NFL? Like, are we needing new fans? Dude, I had the NFL. Text the me. NFL had 27 million average viewers. Million. For that. 29 wow. million peak viewers for Sunday Night Football. It's what the they've always wanted. They've up. always tried to target the females because the females spend the money, and if you can make a fan of the mom, you can make a fan of anyone. I'm telling you, it's just the greatest thing they've ever done. Look at all the Swifties that are jumping in and showing up to games that it's aren't genius. even Taylor's at. No, I'm not kidding you. Twenty. Uh, what did their What did their uh, Instagram jumped up like another million? Another two yeah, because they people. changed their Twitter header photo dude, and Instagram header photo to Taylor freaking that. Swift. Dude, they found the golden goose. They found it. They were like, wait a minute, we'll pair her up with the craziest dude we know over here, Kelsey, and we'll make this a real thing, dude. Yeah, I, I think I, I think the relationship's a sham. Awesome. I think the relationship's. Oh, a sham. I agree. I agree. I think, but I think it's, I think it's total doing sham. It. I think it's total. I sham. think it's hilarious. I tend to believe that it's just two people that found love. Two people that have been Maggie, walking shut through their shut up. Shut up. high level. That, that okay. is such just a lot. Oh, How about yeah, this? Okay. So I I got an email from some PR thing this morning that said Travis Kelsey jersey demand overtakes Patrick Mahomes for the first time after the Chiefs Bears game on September 24th with Taylor Swift in attendance. Searches for Travis Kelsey's jersey skyrocketed by 1,267%. Travis Kelsey today might be more famous than Patrick Mahomes. He is. I agree. He by far. Isn't that crazy? Yes. And but I don't know that I don't know that Kelsey was even a household name. Like he's he's uh, a Hall of Famer. Uh, I don't if you I'm, here's what I'm saying. If you pulled mm-hmm. Taylor Swift's hardcore fans. A year ago, do you know? Husband. Do you know who Patrick Mahomes is? Do you know who Travis Kelsey is? Are you talking about women or men? 
because every guy knows who Travis Kelsey is. If you're talking about is he more popular? I don't know because of Travis or because is Travis Kelsey more popular than non 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 football fan like non oh, sit down no, and watch a game no. on Sunday fans? No, I bet you have to win. Like, who the hell is Travis Kelsey? But they know who Patrick Mahomes is, dude. It's insane. That's my the, point. The only positive about Taylor Swift is the fact that it's going to just put Brittany Mahomes in a corner, <laughs> and she's just gonna sit there. And get so frustrated because she no longer is woman number one of the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey. If that's the best thing that comes out of this, I guess I'm okay with it. Maybe they did that on purpose. <laughs> Maybe they were like, I'm telling you right now, the NFL is not above being like, yo, we're sick of seeing this one over here. She is way too much. Why don't we pair up? Get the, get the brains in the next room. Get them over here. Hey, we need to find something. They're like, hey, get Travis, Taylor, do it. They were probably like, Wait. no way. Yeah, the NFL's like, we saw the final cut of that Netflix series. We got we got to do something about this. This is not it's not cool. Yeah. All right, Mac, who's the mic? All right, Come you know on, who the Mike. mic is? I hate I hate to do this. Do it. Because I think I think this man it's it's this guy's fault. He probably should have just stepped down a couple years ago when it made sense, but Bill Belichick is oh. the mic this week for me. 38 to 3 loss at Dallas. The worst loss in Bill Belichick's coaching career in the NFL. The Patriots are now one and three. He's just absolutely given Mac Jones no chance from the get-go with they literally had like didn't they convert like Matt Patricia to offensive coordinator a year ago? And now yeah. it's like they've stopped, start, stop, you start. Don't say. Yeah, you don't say. It is if I think the debate once Tom Brady left was is it did they win all these Super Bowls or are they a dynasty primarily because of Belichick or Brady? It's like by him sticking around for four or five years after Tom Brady left. He has now removed any doubt, even if it's even if it was largely Bills doing that they won all those games, right? People are now going to think, "Look at your record, man! Without Tom Brady, look at it. Just kind of feels Dude. like kind of feels like the old guy in the corner at the bar trying to be cool still with his little cut off hooded sweatshirt." So, I, Bill Belichick, man, get out while you can. They don't fire him. They don't fire him, right? They They'll just tell, they, they they just have him step down at the end of the year. Yeah. It's, it's a mutual party. It'll be a mutual party. It'll basically be like, hey, Bill, come on. This is – and I think everybody in the, when they first parted was like, this is a bad idea. Like, this is just – you guys are so good together. You should just – you should do it another couple of years and quit together, right? And then you splitting up is only going to show the true dynamic. And what it showed was Tom was the man, dude. Tom really was that dude because I, I know dudes that play with Tom down there. Yeah. And they were like, yo, this dude, the real motherfucker. For sure. Like they are like, he is the most detail-oriented. If he doesn't like it, he does it his way. And he's got a great explanation for why he does it his way. He just hands them up. I got all these. Where's yours? Show me what you got. I'm not kidding you. Guys in the room are like, it's almost instrumental how amazing he can come in and be like, oh, no, 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 no. Come here. Pull up my sheet. Give him pull up my notes. <laughs> give him my notes. I, I know what I'm doing. Here, give me the remote. Like, they were just like, dude, he is the man. And then when he got out there, they were like, he was even better. It was Tom. Don't get me wrong. They had great defenses. I'm not going to shit on those defenses. They had some phenomenal defenses. But, dude, you got to be able to put up points. And to be able to do it for that long, Tom was a lot of the reason they were doing that. Yeah, it's Don't ego, see. right? Like, for, for Belichick, what more was there to prove four years ago? The only thing that was left to prove was my ego needs to make sure that everyone else knows I can do this without Tom Brady. But... I agree with that too, which is a little weird. Hmm. So maybe he'll get fired. Maybe Boom was correct all along. He won't get fired. Stop it. He's not going to get fired. They're just going to be like, "Hey, Bill, come on, let's just." You said hands. he was going to get fired. You said he was on the hot seat to get fired. I didn't say. I didn't say. I said he's on the hot seat, aka he ain't going to be there next year. Like we're not. You made uh, Matt. Patricia, someone in the YouTube comments, please go check the tape. Go back. I feel like I feel, I and I said it. What it would be the Jets game that would start it all. That would start the whole like, is this time for them to roll out? Is this okay. time for this to be done? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll go have to go back. Check we'll it. go back. We'll uh, we'll talk to uh, Mike Pereira or Dean Blandino, whoever's overseeing the uh, instant replay here at Online. Hey guys, <laughs> here from New York. I've been looking at the play, and here's what I got. I'm nowhere near this field, but I'll tell you what I see. <laughs> so there it is. All right, who's the mic? We got it. That's our first ever who's the mic here on uh, Online Committee. Like we that. might make maybe make two two trips around the room next time. I don't yeah, we're, we're working on it. Pre season. We might have the new mic. I'm a new mic. Redirect. Redirect. <laughs> so uh, I think it's time for a uh, fat guy fantasy football update. Here we've had people in the comment section asking why why haven't you guys? First of all, the math is literally manual. So I think 
I think we'll do this like every other week or every third week, but I did build a spreadsheet oh, with all the formulas built in here nerds. so we can keep an eye on Fat Guy Fantasy. Oh. So here's where we're at right now after the first four weeks of the season. We award points for uh, – so we all picked our trenches teams on offense and defense oh. before the season. We get rewarded points for our defensive players getting sacks and pressures and things like that. Uh, and then the offensive linemen are docked points when they give up pressures, sacks, et cetera. So with all that added up, Jeremiah has a nice little lead of 229 total points. Mm-mm-mm. I have 197 total points. Alex Boone, uh, former former trench member in the NFL for over 10 years. You'd think he would know the trenches Doesn't a little know better. Ball. No ball. He's a casual. 162 points for the Rhino here. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> it's still early. We're week five, guys. I'm not even worried. Yeah, we're going into week five. Do we get here. any waiver wire options? Yeah, I think we should have a discussion about that here. Uh, my boy Andrew Thomas hasn't played in three weeks. So that's how I'm wondering. How is Andrew he winning Thomas, if somebody's not playing? So here, here's how uh, the uh, the Fat Guy Fantasy Football Scoring Committee is doing it. With offensive linemen that miss games, you're getting docked five points for every game missed. Because if you don't get docked, then it's like you could pick a guy that never plays and he would right. just never be docked points for pressures or anything, right? So actually, I've taken the biggest hit. Laramie Tunsil has missed three games. David Bakhtiari has missed three games. Ooh, that's right. And then three other guys have each missed a game. And so my, my offensive total is minus 71. And uh, <sighs> Jeremiah's is minus two. So higher score is good here. And Boone is a minus 15 on offense. Hmm. A couple interesting things here. Um Jason Kelsey allowed two pressures in the first week of the season. He has not allowed a pressure since the first week of the season. I agree with that. He's playing to such a high level. Lane Johnson allowed six. This is for Team Mackey here. Lane Johnson allowed six pressures in week one. One pressure in the last three weeks combined. And then for for Jay, Tristan Wirfs, only two pressures allowed all season. And then Andrew Thomas, uh, he's only three pressures, but only the one game played. One game. Come on. I know. I know. Trust me. I mean, I'm glad I don't have anyone else on that Giants line right now because 11 sacks in one game. I went back and looked at my career, my six-year career, over 1,200 snaps played. I know it's not a lot. I let up 11 sacks. So not not great odds there for the old uh, New York Giants and Dable's crew. Your your whole career. I feel feel like we might have to. I feel like we might have to print a retraction from the uh, the film breakdown we did preseason of like I think it's Giants O line this year. Think they could Pretty do it. good. Think they could manage. Bunch of studs up and down here. Look at this. Ouchie. Start deleting episodes. Ouchie. Uh, on the defensive side. So let's see. Let's start with Jeremiah's team. Scott. You have Max Crosby and Aiden oh. Hutchinson tied for the league lead in this league, the Fat Guy Fantasy League, for total pressures. 54 combined pressures between those two guys through the first four games. God. It's insane. You've got here's your sack totals. Four Max Crosby, four Chris Jones, four Brian Burns, three each for Jeffrey Simmons and Aiden Hutchinson. Booney, you have Miles Garrett, who who leads our league, tied with T.J. Watt with six sacks on the season. But uh, we decided arbitrarily before the year to award 20 points for a fat guy touchdown on either side of the ball. Yes. And T.J. Watt has a fat guy touchdown for 20 mm. points. Oh, that's what I'm here. That's, uh, Dude, you got to remember, Chris Jones missed a game, too. He missed yes. a game. Dude, and he's just terrifying. Freak. On the uh, on the teams, we're also doing team defensive lines, team offensive lines. The San Francisco 49ers defensive line has been just ridiculously dominant. Dominant. And on the offensive side of the ball, uh, you guys have Niners and Eagles. I was hoping Justin Fields would just run for a thousand yards. <laughs> so you picked the Bears. So my Bears loser. offensive line. Is not what were you enough. thinking? Oh. I thought Justin Fields would run for a thousand yards, and I could break the system here. But I think it's the so. coaching. I'm be honest with you. I think it's the coaching. <laughs> me coaching my fat guy team yeah, or Matt gener- Eberflos? Poor management. Uh-huh. Poor management for Team Mackey. That's exactly what that is. Bad drafting. Bad drafting. Uh, it probably was, but there's still a lot of season to go here. So there's your there sure guy fantasy football update here on O-Line Committee. Do you guys uh, want to do some dumb football questions Let's from the audience? do some dumb football wait. questions. All right. Every week we Is that a new one? Listen, the O-Line Committee art department on YouTube is working overtime. What <laughs> <laughs> time? Right. Taking the most random screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> Those are terrible. Those are terrible. 
So uh, we dig through the comments and uh, and all of your dumb football questions, and we ask two former NFL offensive linemen to answer these dumb football questions. So we'll start with Tia Wallen here, who wants to know, how do teams keep from being bothered by fans when they stay at the team hotels? Because you guys, for, for home and away games, aren't you guys in hotels the night before? Yeah. There's a ton of security. I mean, when I came into the league, there was one guy at the elevator door, which was a lot of problems. But when I left, it was there was a camera in every single corner of the hallway, of the elevator, of the staircase, of the exit row. You couldn't go anywhere. There's a cop at every door. Like they just, and not only that, but people are very shy. They say that, like, how do you keep people away from you? People really don't want to walk up to you when you're with five dudes the size of me and Jay. They're not like, oh, hey, what's up? They're normally like, oh my God, these guys are huge. They're going to kill me. They're going to eat me. You You always have the random, like, people out front though that like have like folders full of pictures sign this and sign they're like this. can you sign this can you sign this like can you sign this blank white piece of paper in blue ink so i can steal your signature and slap yeah. it on a bunch of things like total transparency where they're just like no no this is for my son billy he's got leukemia and it's like oh yeah for sure dude like i've seen you at every road game you must be really close to billy 14 kids they all unluckily oh, have leukemia dude somehow. it's so frustrating three helmets you know they're full of it's crap crazy. And as soon as they catch one guy, yeah, all of a sudden, like, two dudes come out of the woodwork pulling shit out of bags. And they're like, can you sign this shirt, this jersey, this helmet? It's like, that's why, like, the powerful, like, big names, they don't leave their hotel. They're like, we would always go out to dinner. Like, that was one of my favorite things about going on road games. We'd always pick a, like, super nice steakhouse. We'd all show up super scrubbed out. Like, we'd all have, like, our team-issued sweats on or, like, a pair of jeans. And you show up to this nice steak dinner. But, like, if you were Bradford, Adrian Peterson, Saquon Barkley, those type of guys, you can't leave the hotel because you can't go anywhere. Yeah, no. like you can't go anywhere without getting absolutely mobbed and just taking over in the night before game. That's the last thing you want to do. But I loved going out to dinner. We got to eat at some super cool places. Playing so credit when you, card when you roll in, the best. Oh, okay. That's, oh, we love. O-line loves credit card roulette. Oh, yeah. But true, true. Hey. To be fair, once your card gets pulled, your card's out. So you're yes. kind of like those – the cheaper dinners, you're like, just think, think – Think pick black card, okay? Pick black card. <laughs> and then the expensive ones, you're like, hey, think silver. Rookie's <laughs> got silver. Yeah. It's terrible. So when you have guys we... roll into like a, a high end steakhouse with your like sweat, have you guys ever gotten flack for like, no. I suppose you're six foot seven, like you're yeah. gonna. We let them know before. Like, normally okay. we call you, we like, call hey, him. we're coming in to play the Seahawks. Uh, we're, the, we're the offensive line. We want to get a table in the back room by ourselves. And they'd be like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then you show up and there's 10 of you that are monstrous and you're all wearing the same Vikings gear. They're like, right this way, sir. And, and the best was we would go when we were in San Francisco, we used to go with Mikey Potty. Shout out Mikey Potty. One of the greatest humans in the world. And he would get there and sit down, right? And he would be like, he'd look at the menu and he'd be like, we want two of everything. And then, Put it down. And we'd be like, whoa, 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 Mike, what are you doing? What are you doing? He'd be like, you're right. Make it three. <laughs> and they would bring out just so much food. And it was great because Mike, when we were done, Mike paid a lot, which I felt bad about. Like, we always tried to pay, but Mike was crazy, and he always loved to pay. But he would take the rest of the food that we didn't eat, and he would hand it out to people on the street as we walked back. So he'd make us hand out the food to everybody. Dude, he was, I'm telling you, greatest human, greatest person. Love him to death. But the night before dinners with the O-line, nothing. Like, wife would be like, oh, we've got to be sad you're playing away. You'd be like, yeah, it sucks. sucks. you got to be like, yo, where are we going? Yeah. Where are we going to dinner? And then all of a sudden, tight ends go over and be like, hey, can we come? Like, no. Hell no. Fuck out of here. Quarterback be like, can I come? Be like, of course, Bob. Of course yeah. you can. Quarterback was always crazy. Of course you can come, baby. Dude, did, have we ever, Mac, have you ever told you the story of when we screwed Willie Beavers over in Philly? Oh my, Willie B. Oh, Willie so, Beaver's fourth so, round pick who didn't make the team, right? Yes, I'm pretty so sure. It was oh, his God. like second week on active. We went to Philly in 2016. We go out to eat at Del Frisco's in Philly, and we're eating. And first of all, he wasn't there. No, he was Remember? there. No, no he, he was, was there. At Foot Locker. He was at Foot Locker. Yeah. Now. First of all, he went to Foot Locker first. Yes. Showed up with a bag of shoes from Foot Huge Locker. Huge bag. We're all ordering. We're ordering, right? Like, I'll have the ribeye. I'll have the filet. I'll have this. I'll have that. Gets to him, and he goes, can you uh, can you deep fry the lobster? What? Not and even we're like, kidding you. Not and, even the, kidding. and the waiter like kind of looks at us, and we're like, what did you just say, you idiot? Like lobster poppers and he's like, he's like, well, we have the, like, I see the lobster tail. Can you just deep fry it? Just throw that like, thing in there. 
no. And so we're like, all right, you're an idiot. So we get through the rest of the meal. We're like, all right, we're going to play credit card roulette, which if you don't know what credit card roulette is, everyone puts their credit card in a napkin, and then the waiter pulls them out one by one, and the last card in there has to pay. And so he goes to the bathroom, and we tell the waiter, we're like, I don't care what happens. You're pulling his card. We were mad at Willie. Hey, we were pissed fair, at Willie. We were really yeah. pissed. Were so, you, just, you were just pissed. Was it just about the weird? He was just a terrible rookie. He was just a terrible rookie. He was a terrible rookie. And so he's pulling out, and like he had the card in his hand the whole time the waiter does. So the waiter ends up getting through it. We're all playing the game like, oh, yeah, nay, not my card. And then he gets to Willie, and they pull it out. We're like, oh, Willie, you got to pay. He's like, I ain't paying. We're like, what do you mean? You're playing. You're paying. And like, it was getting really heated because he was like, I ain't doing it. Y'all screwed me. I ain't doing it. We're like, no, you played the game. And really, we did screw him, but who cares? Right? So we're going on and on and on about it. And it's getting like five minutes, 10 minutes. And eventually, we're sitting there and it's like this beautiful table. Everything's cleared off. And everything's like, we're getting hot. And Jake Long goes, screw it. I'll pay and throws his card into the middle of the table. Black. American Express metal card, and you hear it go a tink, 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 tink. We're like, yeah, yeah, hundred million dollar guy. He'll pay. He'll pay. He'll pay over there. So wait, Willie Beavers. I think he was a fourth round pick. What's a what's a fourth round pick signing bonus in base? This is probably ten, eight years ago. I think he made like three hundred. Probably three hundred k. Because I think right now it's like six hundred k. But back then it was probably like three. 300k and then what's uh you know you get six eight offensive linemen at a steakhouse four we'll, about four, four grand. grand it's about four grand okay so that's i mean that's a that's a that's a chunk of your 300 well see but here's the thing if willie the rule just, is if you go you have to play the game Yeah, you have if to play everybody the game. knows so you knew you're we even told we t- yeah yes we told him before we're like hey listen and he had been doing some really dumbass things at work <laughs> that made me not so happy and Jake as well. And so the minute we were like, Jake and I were like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to fuck him. We're going to throw his card. In. Like he had, Hey, when I say he had gone above and beyond crossing over a line, like Tony was like, yo, handle that. I was like, got it. <laughs> and so when he argued, because remember we had that big problem with him paying the rookie dinner too. And then, that was yeah, at the uh, end of the year. Yeah. And then uh, Manny's called us and was like, you guys are no longer welcome here. And like Spielman called me like, how you get us kicked out of Manny's? I was like, Dude, Willie didn't pay the bill, and he was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Dude, he, no, he paid the pay bill. It. He paid the bill and stiffed the waiter on a ten thousand dollar tab." What? He didn't yeah. leave a tip. Not no. a single dollar. Zero point zero zero, Dude, and signed me. the check. They called me on the way home, and we're like, "Are you serious right now?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" And they were like, "You didn't tip, Carl." I go, <laughs> "I didn't pay the bill," and they were uh, like, "I'm." He's like, "I'm looking at it right now. It says zero zero zero. and I was like. I'm coming right back to <laughs> fix this problem because they they were telling us like this is where the Vikings come like we knew that this it is, is where it, it's like, and, and the waiter and the waiter said multiple times throughout the dinner like we're not adding gratuity you guys just take care of our guy as they're bringing out piles and piles of food piles. dude you know what and for the you guys play for the Vikings and I cover the Vikings purple daily but like so this is inside ball Manny is is the nicest best steakhouse you know the, if you pulled the audience right in downtown yeah. Minneapolis, yeah. but the Vikings for years and years now, like free agency hits, it's mostly done over calls and stuff. When you used to like do the, when the big free agents would do visits, right? They took every big free agent, Booney, probably the back room to, the, the to Manny's the in the back opens. room. So, yeah. you know, if it's like the Vikings front office, if anything went wrong with Manny's and the relationship, it would be a problem for their like free agent yeah, courtship. Right. Oh yeah. It was <laughs> bad. It was, they yeah, told yeah. me, they were like, you guys are literally suspended from coming here for a while. And I was like, yeah, Please don't call Rick. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Dude, I remember when they took me there, we started walking into the wall, and I was like, does, does this idiot not realize this is a fucking wall? And all of a sudden, the wall opened, and I was like, dude, I'm in. Wherever we Steakhouse go. has a secret room, I'm in. Let's go. Uh, okay, next question here. Dumb football questions from Jason Feinhage. Feinhage. Why do offensive linemen stop wearing knee braces when they play in the NFL? Seems like every lineman wears them in college. You, you have to wear them in college, right? Not anymore. Not anymore. Wow. A lot of teams, a lot of teams are taking them off. I'm seeing a lot more college tape without O linemen having knees on them. But when we played, it was mandatory. Like yes. my coach, Jim Bowman, shout out Jimmy, great dude. Remember he came to our camp? Yep. Love Jim. Uh, if you did, we went out one time without him. We thought we were going to be slick. We were like, you know what? We got numbers. There's 15 <laughs> of us. There's only one M. I'm not even kidding. I'm leading this charge. I'm like, I'm done wearing these goddamn things. I was a senior at the time, so we go out there. None of them's got him on. He's like, well, I'm be silly guys today, huh? Okay. <laughs> it's Brian. Come here. 
I want you to go get everybody's knee brace, and I want you to walk in and do it. And it was a long hike to the locker room. He goes, they're going to do up-downs till you get back. And I was like, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I was like, hey, guys, stand strong. And all of a sudden, I looked over. Everyone's chopping their feet. They're like, you're so dead to us. I was like, I didn't mean for a dad like this. Dude, we had to do up-downs for 20 minutes. I'm oh, not even kidding. God. He was silly guy. so mad. But – we see – Jay and I watch a lot of film, right? Like We have to watch all these kids' film. We see a lot of times that kids could have almost blown out their knee. There's a lot of times mm-hmm. – it happened to me in college. It's because college kids are so sloppy. Yeah. They don't understand. When you go to the pros, you can take them off because yours a pro's tempo. There's a – we are never going to fall down. We can run as fast as we want. We can even hit each other. I have great balance. You have great balance. The, and Jay might not agree with this. But I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of guys in that league that get cut because they don't know how to practice. They fall mm-hmm. down. They go too hard. They're destroying people that are out there making this team billions of dollars. And the coaches are like, this, this is not how you practice. This is, this is, where, where, do you, where do you come from? And they're young players. Like, How many times at the OTAs you hear coaches screaming, stay, stay up. up. Stay up. Because guys like a whole rookie will fall down and six guys will just get taken out. And it's like, God, what no. are you doing? That's why I agree with the having them in college. But when you go to the pros and take them off, talk about taking off handcuffs. It was – how many times I would run it? I'm super knocked The two insides would clip and completely just take me out. <laughs> I, latch I, I'm together. not oh, – tell them I'm lying. I would be <laughs> running and, and boom, just sideways – what the hell? And then you watch the film, and the little insides of the knee braces caught each other, and they were made out of steel. Oh, it's terrible. I, dude, I need, like, the video footage of Boone running from oh, college, dude. Ohio State, to the NFL, no. like, like Forrest no, Gump with the this, knee braces flying off. Dude, it's I'm free. telling you, it's so oh, funny. God. When, like, when you see an O-lineman chasing a play or, like, chasing an interception, and then you just see all of a sudden their legs just lock instantly, <laughs> bam, straight together, the first thing that hits is their face. Oh. Like you just boom, you stand up, you got those black turf beads all over your face. <laughs> like I always wore knee braces even in the league because I tore my ACL when I was 16. So like I just kind of got really used to them. And it got to the point where like if I I tried taking them off when I got to the league and I just felt like Bambi. Like, I just kind of felt like, oh, I don't feel really exposed out here. Like and so I I yeah. always wore my one on my left, like no matter what, just because that was my ACL knee. But I would take the other one off for practice. And then if we during games and whatnot, I always I always wore two. But you are Way more athletic, way able to move quicker. But I always felt like I was stronger with my knee brace on. Again, it's probably a mental thing. But like I always felt like I had the security that I knew I could plant my leg into the ground and lock and like feel that sturdiness of having those braces on. And I will say my braces have saved me multiple times. In twenty sixteen we were playing the no, twenty seventeen we were playing Baltimore and I was playing left guard. We did a full slide left. And big old Williams is just bull rushing Pat Fline, our center, just bull rushing him. And Joe Berger comes from right guard and smokes him in the ribs, and he falls directly on my right knee. And I feel my knee brace actually catch it, and I ended up partially tearing my MCL, but, like, my knee brace itself was bent. Wow. Like, and so, like, if I didn't have that knee on, I'm probably ripping everything in my knee, right? And so for a lot of guys, it's a security blanket, yep. right? It's a security blanket just to wear and be free. And it, you, you are playing a risk when you don't wear them. Huge risk. And I'll be fair. I always wore something underneath my leggings. Like it was a super compressive because Jay's right. When you take him off, you feel like Bambi. Like you're like, man, I've never played football without something touching my knees. And then too, I used to heat up my knees with some of the craziest stuff. It was the stuff they used to put on the horses, the Equiblock. And so I used to have this thick, thick covering over my knee. Dude, this, this shit burned. When I would go home and take a shower at the end of the night, it would reburn because the water touching it would re-kick it on. Because what it was is anytime you sweat, it gets hot. And the more you sweat, the hotter it gets. So the sh- – oh, my God. It was burning. But, man, you Booney and his, his his horse medication to, yeah, uh, to get through his career. The man. best. Yeah, Boone also drugged me one night with caffeine pills during uh, our hey. night scrimmage. Hey, what you asked for that? I okay. asked what here's so here. No, no. Here's how it goes. So we have a no, night no. practice, night practice in Mankato. Right. And I'm like, best night of my life. I'm it's like, so I'm kind of it's like I'm kind of dragging ass right now. And Boone's like, oh, I was like, what are those? He goes, oh, just take these. I go, what are they? They go, oh, they're just some caffeine pills. I was like, oh, OK. And I see him take four. And I was like, oh, OK, I'll just take two then. Like, I'll just half whatever he takes. Dude, I get out to like we get through stretch and I'm just like. <laughs> like super dry mouth like eyes are just like beaming and i kind of look over at him i'm like what the frick did you give me and then all of a sudden we're looking through and i'm literally at the end of the practice like 
Dude, it's like 11 o'clock at night, and I am so awake. I stay awake the rest of the night, staring at the ceiling fan. Just <laughs> I go to Boone the next day. I go, what the hell did you give me? He goes, okay. I go, what's in there? He goes, 500 milligrams apiece. Yeah. I was like, you gave me 1,000 milligrams of caffeine at 8 p.m., and you took 2,000? He's like, yeah, slept like a baby. No problem. What? I was like, what, what is wrong you- with you? Dude, it was horrible. It was, I wasted my whole off day because I was just so tired. <laughs> Wait, how did you? So, so you take two thousand milligrams of caffeine at eight p.m. and you could still sleep, dude. You want to talk about getting ready for a war? Let's go. <laughs> like, it, you heard night scrimmage? I knew my kids were coming. My wife was gonna be. I gotta look good. Are you kidding me? She's over here like you're down here with your friends messing around. Let's see what's going on. I can't look fast. Right right, yeah, dude. straight up drugged me. Amazing. Uh, Anthony D wants to know what is it like to manage your body post career, especially after you've been uh, using horse medication on your le- <laughs> caffeine pills, whatever the hell else. I worry um, about my liver. I do. Jeez. <laughs> uh, the NFL is notorious for its 100% injury rate, and we hear mm-hmm. sad stories of people who suffer the rest of their lives. Um, so, what is it like to manage your body after going through all of that? That's a great question. You yeah. know, for me, the first thing was get the weight off. You know, no one needs to be 300 plus pounds just walking around. Like, it's just not it. You're like you said, we're already beat up. I think I had one, two, three, four, five. I had seven surgeries throughout my NFL career. Boone's probably up there with different. Like, we all had injuries and whatnot that like are going to be lingering. And so the best way to do that was get the weight off. And then also just to stay strong. I think a lot of guys are so used to, oh, I'm done playing football. I don't want to lift anymore. I don't want to do things anymore. But your joints are so beat up and so broken. Like if you don't stay strong, you have nothing to hold those things together anymore. So the big thing for me was getting into just like a different type of weightlifting, right? I don't need to put 600 pounds on my back anymore, but let's do high reps at 275 or whatever it may be. Or, Hey, we're benching here. Like let's do some dumbbell bench. I don't destroy my shoulder. That's all put together by staples. Like a lot of it's just understanding how to shift from not just turning it off completely. Cause you see so many, especially O linemen, they go one way or the other. You never see an old lineman that's just like, yeah, I'm just going to be 6'6", 315 pounds for the rest of my life, yeah. just at 19% body fat, right? Like That's just not – you see guys that are like, oh, I'm done playing football, time to just eat, and they turn to like 400 pounds super quickly. Or you see guys like Nick Hardwick or um, Marshall Yonda that like all of a sudden they're like 218 pounds. You're like, oh, okay, you just went the complete opposite direction. But you have to just find a simple thing in the middle there and then also still finding ways to do PT – and understanding like you're going to be broken for the rest of your life and you have to find ways to not be super unproductive. So finding a good PT, good massage, acupuncture, just staying on top of all that stuff to try and keep your body at somewhat of a manageable situation. I agree. I only had one surgery, so I have a lot of problems. So mine's a little bit different. And I just, like Jay said, take the weight off, do as much as you can. But dude, it's, it's sad because I remember going into the league as a rookie and you remember Marvell Smith yeah. played for the Steelers? Marvell was a, a vet on the Niners then, and probably nobody knows that because he was only like a training camp. But he was there, and he was super massive, dude. And I mean massive. And he was super scary to talk to, and I, I avoided him at all costs. And I remember one time I was standing outside the, the locker room waiting to go home to the hotel, and Marvell came walking out, and he kind of like kicked the door open. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to do kick the door open. I almost got off the hinges, and I was like, oh, shit. And so he was like, hey, you want to ride? And I was like, I sure do, Bubba. And I want to know what's going on with you. Like, what are you so mad about? We got in the car and he started talking to me. And he was like, listen, man, eventually in this league, they're going to pin you against yourself. They're going to make you do things that you don't want to do, but you got to do it because you're who you are. Like, we are who we are. We're old linemen. We just can't say no. And I was like, okay, what's up, man? He was like, bro, I'm, I'm done after this. He's like, today's my last day. He's like, my back's so bad. They told me that if I continue playing, I won't be able to hold my kids. He just had a baby. He was like, it's that bad. He was like, just make sure you never get to that point. And I was like, all right, cool. And I thought that was really cool. They told me. And I look back on that now and I'm like, how the hell did they do that to us? How did I get warned day one not to fall into this trap? And somehow I went all the way down there and ended up at the very bottom. And was like, because when you look back, dude. You can't tell me, Jay, when you wake up, you're not in a lot of pain. Oh, yeah, my, every day. My foot, anytime I sit down for more than five minutes, it takes me 10 minutes to warm my foot up because we're just waiting for the plantar fascia to tear. And they're like, we can tear it for you. We can go in and cut it and you don't need it. They're like, or we can just let you do it on your own. They're like, whatever you want to do. And I was like, my God, this is my life. Like they're eventually like everything is just breaking down, dude. It's your back. 
stenosis, slip this, they're just eventually going to break down. So you're like, what do you do? You have to stay in shape. You can't mm-hmm. sit around anymore because the more you sit around, the more it hurts. And I think that's why people are like, why are you so active? It's like, because if I sit for more than five minutes and I get up, I have to stretch to walk. My kids, like in the morning when I walk, I walk on one foot. My kids are like, what the hell's wrong with you? I'm like, I have to wait for this foot to warm up. Or this plantar fair should have just tear. Just tear already. Just tear yeah. off. But it's bad when you know the doctor's like, oh, yeah, when it tears, 48 hours of excruciating pain. But then you're good. Then you're good forever. I'm like, you know, it's bad when they just resort to that. It's going to hurt really, really bad for three days. But after that, bud, well, that's, never again. That's, that's why I retired. You know, I tore my perineal tendon on my, on my ankle got it fixed and then I tore it again and the doctor told me straight up he was like he was like hey we can fix this for a third time and you'll be okay but if you tear this if you take a second time but like but if you tear this a third time we're gonna have to fuse your ankle and you'll never play football again and you'll have only lateral mobility like you won't have any ability to go sideways with your ankle and at that point my first son was like six weeks old and I was like I want to go hunting with him and ride bikes with him and jump with Mm -hmm. him and run with him and coach his teams. And I can't do that with a one legged peg leg. Right. So that was eventually what just forced me to be like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm, I'm finished. Right. Cause I could have kept playing, but I think so many times it's important. And I tell young kids this all the time. Like you do not get to choose when you walk away from the game. The game tells you very few there's 0.01% get to finally say, you know, that was a long 12, 14, 15 year career. I'm ready to just walk away. Like, usually it's your body going, hey, dude, you can't do this anymore. Like, you're broken, you're slow, you're old, you can't, like, you can't get out of bed and keep up with these young cats anymore. Like, you got to be done. And I think a lot of guys get really jaded by that of, like, my body quit on me, so I'm just not going to put any effort into my body now that I'm done with football. And that's where you see guys really go off the rails. Yeah, I agree 100%. And then it's... It's sad when you see guys like that that are super jaded, and we know guys like that that are mm-hmm. upset. But, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was super jaded, too. When the Seahawks sat me down at the end of the year, and they were like, hey, dude, listen, like, you don't understand. It's going to fall off. I was like, no, stop it. And then I went and saw that non-biased doctor, and he was like, dude, who the – what the hell did you do to this thing? And I was like, how bad? He, but that's the thing is like, it's exactly like you said. I want to run with the kids. I want to run around. I love running routes with the kids. I love throwing the ball. I love chasing them down in practice. I love teaching them how to block. Here are all these doctors. Like, dude, if you continue to do this, we're going to have to amputate your leg. Like, you got no bone in there anymore. Like, where did all it go? You never fixed it. And that was my thing was like, as long as I'm out there and I'm playing and nothing's wrong, you can't get cut. And that's why I, like, I look back and I'm like, man, do I wish I would have had surgery on that ACL? Do I wish I would have gotten my back fixed? I don't know. Maybe. Would I still be playing? Sure. But would I be a shell of myself? Probably. Because you see these guys when they go in for after 10 surgeries, five surgeries, and you're like, dude, it's just, they're not who they are. And so it's dude, like, when, I, when you went to Seattle at the, because you, you made a comeback and then, and you, you COVID made it year. back. Yep. It was COVID year. You made it back for the end of that season. Yep. But there's no way you would have passed a physical. So, right. Like, I passed when I got there, but they sat me down and they were like, dude. This is really bad. And I was like, I know, man, it hurts. And they're like, no, like arthritis in all three compartments. You're missing bone on the side. Like this needs to be fixed today, a new knee today. And I was like, well, you see me. I'm not going to ever slow down. And that's when we got in these long discussions of you have to try and wait 15 more years to push this off. But at the same time, can you with all the coaching you do and all the running around you do and the training, the boys in the gym? And it's like, that's why it's like you're I was I'm always kind of like, should I have had it done? Should I not have? But then I look at the guys that did have it done and I just always felt like they never came back the same, like mentally, like they were always like something was always on their mind. And I was like, I just feel like that might have been it. And there's no way you're ever going to make it out of the league safe. Let's just be honest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Once you walk in there, you're giving your body up. You're almost like, I'm donating this to research, <laughs> but I'm just going to feel it all while I do it. And I'm going to have a ton of fun while we're doing it. But when you look back, you're like, man, I get now why so many people are cranky and mad. And it's because you wake up with pain every day and you're like, oh, I'm only 35. <laughs> God. I, I, do, I do remember asking Booney, like, I don't know, like it was. Toward the end of your, well, you were with the Vikings, I guess. And I think that's when CTE was a, a, a huge conversation for the first time. Oh, yeah. And I remember asking you in a radio interview, and I said, it, let, let's say whether it's CTE or whatever else, that it w- it's going to, you know, that it's going to knock 10 years off the end of your life. Is playing football worth it? And you didn't even hesitate. You said, yes, worth it. But that was in the middle of your career. Oh, yeah. Is still it worth still it. worth it? Still worth it. Absolutely. Wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for the world. 
No, you know, it was the coolest thing besides being a dad. It's the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. Right. And sure. so few people get to do it. You know, that stat that came out a while ago that was like in the last 20 years, you would fill a quarter of uh, the Chicago Bear Stadium, like 26,000 people have actually played a snap in real of like, like that's an elite group of individuals. Yeah. It's also why I have a really hard time with Rodney Harrison just coming down on Zach Wilson, telling him not special. Call it I garbage, agree. I believe. He it's called like, him it's garbage like, listen, and trash. That was it's wrong. like, listen, you know better. Like, you know better. Yeah. Like, if you play in the NFL, even if it's one game, one snap, one start, you're special. You're special. And to take that away from someone I think is bullshit because it's not an easy thing to do. And all the things Boone and I are talking about now, the pain, everything, like you fight through that because you get to play a kid's game, make a ton of money doing it. But it's also it's the coolest thing you'll ever do in your life. Yeah, for sure. And I agree with that. Rodney Hudson calling him trash after the end of the game on a Sunday night broadcast was not right. Like, no, there's a there's a time and a place that we'll all joke around about stuff. And there's a lot of time we give a lot of guys shit on this, but it's mostly old linemen. It's because we did that job and we got the same stuff thrown in our face, but it was just by the coaches. It wasn't by media. It was the coaches making fun of us. And it's a lot of the stuff we say is what we heard from our coaches. And we were like, did you just call me that? You for real? I'll fight you right now. Yeah, you can't fight me. You can't even fight him. You'd be like, shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. But like I feel like the way fans, you know, idiot fans like me talk about players, I try I try to be careful just having known guys like you and stuff to not use language like that. But if you know you're a fan, frustrated fan sitting on your couch, you know, this guy's garbage, he's worthless, he's terrible. It's like, no, I mean, he's I actually one of the best in the world at what he does. Think about the way we talk about quarterbacks. Zach Wilson, to your point, is one of the twenty five to forty best quarterbacks in the entire world. Yeah. Right. Like 100%. he's maybe like one of the 30 best quarterbacks in the entire world. And Kirk Cousins. I mean, I rag on Cousins all the time. Kirk Cousins is one of the 12 best quarterbacks of every human being on the planet right Isn't now. Isn't that crazy? Maybe 15, yeah. 14. There's 12 14. people that's standing in that line and 7 billion standing in the other. Yeah. And he's garbage. Yo, he's you're garbage. You yeah, suck. You're <laughs> I could do that. Hey, there's oh, a few man. times when we did do that. Let's uh let's make some picks here, boys. Let's, let's make it. some picks oh. to wrap up the episode. So, so here's Don't tell me uh, about last week. No, oh, I'm gonna tell you about last it. week. Dude, you had a cushion. Not anymore. Oh, so I know. We make, we make four highlighted picks every week and we pick the games straight up because Jeremiah Spreads are for losers. Spreads are for losers. So that. last week, picking straight up here last week, we'll start at the bottom here. Alex, you went one and three. Jeremiah, you went two and two despite not having any concept of what happened the nope. previous week in the NFL. Zero. Random were, picks at random. You were pooping under the stars. <laughs> and uh, I was three and one last week because I know ball. Uh, I'm eleven <laughs> I'm eleven and five on the season. Alex is ten and six. Jeremiah is uh sitting at five hundred at eight and eight. Hey, we're crawling back. Year. We had a rough start, but we're we're fighting back. So we're gonna pick. Uh, we're gonna pick Chiefs, Vikings. We're gonna pick Cowboys, 49ers, Jets, Broncos, and Texans, Falcons in a couple surprise two win teams. Can we just talk like about it. how we should have? The freaking Bears should have won. Yeah, that's like bullshit, that. Dude. That's Come such on. trash. That's such trash. Twenty-one I mean, point lead some, in the fourth. Us, some of us, us, some of us knew all along that the the Bears were gonna take their foot off the gas pedal because <laughs> they are they are maybe not so secretly trying to get Caleb Williams at this point. <laughs> yeah. I guess they probably are, dude. Although Justin Fields played maybe one of the best games of his career, hundred percent gave it away, right? So, well, let's uh, let's start with let's start with Texans Falcons. I put this game on here because it's it's a couple teams that are sort of surprising early, a couple wins. I mean, the Texans are two and two. I don't know if. Anyone thought they would win four games all season? CJ Stroud's playing well. So Texans at Falcons. We'll start with Booney here. Texans. I think CJ Stroud's have you watched him lately? He's yeah. he looks pretty good for a young player. I don't think he's thrown an interception either. Like that's the one thing that always kind of baffled me was when a young kid could come in and understand concepts, not on our side, but on their side. Like, hey, they're running a cover one here, they're switching to three here, or they're two here, they're two man over here. It's like Dude, you have to be somewhat with it to throw that many passes in the NFL as a rookie and not throw a pick. Like, I I think they got a really good quarterback, and I love the fact that um, their, their coach, uh, uh, D'Amico. D'Amico Ryan, yeah. Just dude. super like, hey, we're just here for development. We're just here. Yeah. To, like, he's got a super chill demeanor to him, and I'm kind of excited to see where that goes. Yeah. Yeah, I like the Texans in this one, too. Um, I also love that the draft media experts are just eating their own hat with like, well, he scored a six on his Wonderlick, so he must not be very smart. It's like, what are you guys talking about? Like, he's a great quarterback. 
Like he was in phenomenal in college. Like he honestly looks the best out of the three first rounders this year. Like I like what the Texans are doing. I like what they're doing in their running game too. Like I think they're really doing a good job of taking some of the pressure off of him by getting is that's Pierce, right? The second year player. Yep. Yep. The yep. second year running back. He's having a good start to the year, and they're just kind of a gritty team. So yeah, give me the Texans. Uh, this is a I really like the Texans the last couple weeks. They're, I mean, they've blown out their last two opponents. And uh, and I could I could see them winning here, but because it's kind of a coin flippy game, and the Falcons are playing at home, they're coming off a couple tough losses. They got to find a way to run the ball again. Like when they beat the Packers a couple weeks ago, they ran for 211 yards. So Falcons coming back home, they're going to find a way. You got to take the ball at Desmond Ritter's hands or trade for somebody that that can. Uh, I'm going to go Falcons in this one. Not super be- sure about it. To be fair, though, Arthur Smith's whole offense is predicated on the run. Like when he was in Tennessee, he had Derrick Henry. So it's easy to be like, we're going to set everything up with the run. If you don't have a run game there, a lot of that falls apart. So a lot of that's the play action. How do you sit back there? It's like Jay said, it just takes off such a level of stress from the quarterback. Yeah, and Desmond Ritter's not – everyone kind of did the same thing with him that they did with Justin Fields, right? Like he's taking this huge jump. He's going to be this massive – it's like – he is who he is. He's not great. He's pretty average. Like yeah. he's an average quarterback. Like I'm not saying he's trash, but like he's an average quarterback in the NFL. And yeah. if you don't have a good run game behind that, you're kind of SOL there. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Uh, Jets at Broncos. A couple. Of is, is, who's winning over there? You were the Mike attacking you right now. God. <laughs> oh God! Oh, I know, right? He's like choke slamming the microphone. <laughs> Keeps lifting on me. Let's see. <laughs> So mad I didn't uh, get that out. So uh, a couple one and three teams going at it here. Uh, the All Jets right, yeah. going into Denver to play the Broncos. Jeremiah. Dude, I have Zach no Wilson idea. I have no idea about this. Here we game. go. I'll start us. I'm going to go with the Jets because they're defense. <laughs> and I think that, you know what, as much as this dude, and if you ha- ever had a week that you wanted to shove it down someone's throat, the minute you get called garbage or trash on Sunday night TV, you come out and you just light it up. And if you don't, this will be a huge telling. Like I'll even start being nice to him. But at the same time, it's like you got to come out and win a game, dude. You got to come out and do it. And that's the one thing is people keep forgetting. Like That's your job, to go out, lead, and win. And when you don't do it and people start to get on you, it's like, that's this game. That's this game. Had that been somebody else, they would still be crushing him. I mean, if Kirk Cousins is getting crushed, everyone's getting crushed that's not winning. That's your job is to win. And if you can't lead these guys to win a game, everyone's going to continue coming down. But if you had a chance to do it, now it is, man, especially against the Broncos. I See, I, I think the Broncos are a better team on paper. But I do think there's that little bit of the it factor with Sean Payton calling out Hackett. And I know that Rodgers yeah. isn't there anymore. But that team's going to be super fired up to go play for their OC and for Aaron. Right, like I think Aaron's going to be in the building a lot this week, talking, reminding guys about that. So yeah, I think yeah. the Jets find a way to squeak a win out here. I'd love to go against the grain to try and pick up points here, but I think you guys are right here. They're just it. It feels like the Jets, despite the devastating Rodgers injury, are just much more on the same page. And God, the way they were treating Zach Wilson on the sidelines, like they kind of still believe in him when when maybe other teams wouldn't. And the Broncos just feel like weird vibes. It feels like fifty-three guys taking fifty-three different Ubers. You know, it it just. I mean, they just cut. They just cut Randy Gregory today. Wow, five year. He was on like a five-year deal. His second year of his five year, and they just released him. Like, just straight up said, "See ya. Here's your hat. What's your hurry?" So, yeah. there's probably some discontent going on there in that locker room right now. Okay. Here's your hat. What's your? <laughs> never heard that before. You never heard what that saying before. You just say no. Let's get out of here. Here's your hat. Here's get your out hat. Out of here. What's your hurry? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. You're let's go. Uh, let's go. Cowboys 49ers. Oh. Niners, Niner gang oh. all day all long. Day. That team is a machine, dude. Christian McCaffrey. They haven't even really got Debo Samuel going yet. Like right now it's the the McCaffrey Ayuk show. Like and all of a sudden you're gonna get Debo going. Kittle's still lurking there in the wing. And as long as that defense stays healthy, good luck. Like mm. that defense is as smothering as a defense as I've seen in the NFL for a long time. Like no team can do anything against that. I will say the Cowboys, the, the, the Cowboys look impressive early on. But to lose one of your uh, best defensive players in digs for the season. Um, and I don't know. I just don't trust Dak Prescott against that defense to not throw two interceptions. I just, so I'm going Niners. Booney, Niners. 
You don't even have to ask me. Yeah. Come on. Okay. I always and that brings us to our final game here. The Kansas City Chiefs visiting the Minnesota Vikings. Tony Romo, Jim Nance on the call on Shibiash. You go first, Mackie. You're the homer. Sure. Come on now. Let's hear it. Oh, God. I know you guys hate statistics, and so I'm going to bring you some <laughs> God! I'm going to bring you some great ones, all right? So. <laughs> Freaking Gallerhorn. Hey, I'm going to bring up a statistic. What's the record? Go ahead. Okay. There's a statistic okay. for you. The most predictive statistic in the NFL is the gap between how many yards per play you gain and how many yards per play you give up. And so last year, the four best teams in the NFL yards per play in 2022 full season sample size were the Niners, the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Eagles. Now, the Bengals were in the final four at the end of the season. They were also very good in that category. But those like that predicted who the best teams in the NFL would be. The bottom, by the way, last year were the Bears, Texans, Cardinals, and I can't remember the fourth team, but like the four garbage teams. This year, at the top of that list, Eagles, 49ers, Chiefs, Vikings are fourth in the league in gap between yards per play gained and yards per play allowed. They've turned the ball over four times on the goal line, including a pick six last week. So I think the Vikings have something for the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. Vikings win. Can I just say that you just <laughs> pulled out a statistic. I know. Stats are stupid. I know. That I makes know. absolutely zero sense because <laughs> yards, when I look at yards, their win-loss, it no says sense. one and three. And then yeah, because they're the other, turning the ball over on the goal line every game. There's my point right there. You're, there's, you're just – you're omitting other stats to pull in this other one. You're not, and you just even said it. They have great stats until they get in the good sound in the red zone. And then he throws a pick six. Well, that seems like a pretty big stat. What's their red zone percentage? <laughs> I just, I just, don't, that's what I want to know. Cause I'll tell good. you right now, coaches always looked at that. What's our red zone percentage. Matter of fact, they stapled it up there. This is how bad we suck in the red zone. See that? <laughs> that says two zero dumbasses. That's 20%. Okay. For those who didn't pay attention to math, we suck. We're barely scoring. That's what I'm saying. Like, Here's a stat. Here's a stat. Where's the big stat? That's the big stat. All right. Who are you taking then? Dude, Chiefs all the way. Viking. I would never... Boone's like, Vikings, screw it. Let's go. No. <laughs> Mackie, I'm with you. What? I'm, I'm with you here. Oh, my God. I'm with okay. you here. Let's go. Here, and here's why. I watch that Chiefs offensive line, right? And I look at Taylor. I look at Donovan Smith. And I look at what Davenport was able to do when back last week against the Panthers. You have Davenport and Daniil Hunter – I don't think you have to blitz Mahomes. Now, granted, I don't think you should ever blitz Mahomes because yeah. he's one of the guys that can absolutely screw you with his feet and his legs. But I honestly think that this Vikings offense is too talented to not score points. And with Mahomes, getting getting to Mahomes, I think both these DNs are going to be able to do that. I do think the Vikings, because it's at home, right? It's in Minnesota. Yes. I think playing at home with it, Kirk back at home, settled. I think the Vikings beat the Chiefs. And Taylor's probably not going to be there. So Kelsey's going to probably be sad, you know? She'll be there. Be tough Taylor the, will be there. For the game. Taylor be will there. be there. The NFL, yeah, the, NFL, the NFL will fly her in on the team plane. Oh. <laughs> She'll be there. Also worth noting, me, so Bri- Brian Flores. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> wow. I think we should just have a segment every week where Jeremiah sings Taylor Swift cover songs. Don't That'd act like I can't. Don't act like I can't. Uh, Brian Flores, when he was coach of the Dolphins, this is like two years ago, three years ago now, uh, he forced three interceptions, a fumble, and three sacks of of um, of Patrick Mahomes. Only the second time in Mahomes' career that that has ever happened. Of course, they still put up like thirty points and beat the Dolphins, but you know Flores can do some things and be tricky. So we'll see. I think I like the Vikes. I like the Vikes. Huh? I like the Vikes. Booney can call us idiots next week, and we can. I'm not going to call anybody an idiot. I think it's a great it's a great explanation. I like both what you're both saying, and I agree with you. They are very talented on offense, but I just think that the Chiefs are just they have Patrick Mahomes, and at any moment this, this thing can just go off. And you're like, dude, this can the be one thing that was worrying me is, you, that, is how good of a coach Andy Reid is, yeah. and he's going to be like, all right. What's the weak point on this team? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, they're middle. So, right. hey, Isaiah Pacheco, crackhead, you just run that way, right? Like, and he's – I worry because their interior three offensive linemen are, are tops, Dominant. right? Tops, right? And so I think they're just going to lean on those guys. So Vikings got to win on first and second down in order to get a chance to rush the passer. If they can do that, then they're going to win. But if Isaiah Pacheco has 150 yards or whatever he did against like he did against the Jets, they're toast. Yeah. 
There it is. There's a wrap on our picks. Wrap on the O line committee podcast. Can't have Mackie in the lead, dude. We can't have an idiot no. fan in the lead over us. Come on now, what the hell? No more going away for seven days. I know ball. You guys are just a couple of casuals here. Oh, uh, click that like button and the subscribe button on the O Line Committee YouTube channel, and a five star rating, positive review on the Apple and Spotify podcast pages, and keep an eye out for a couple film reviews here coming up too. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.